Can you remember the See How They Run? Yeah, Three Blind Mice. Oh, it was called that. Is the title Three the, Blind Mice? The song is called Three Blind Mice. So the movie we saw is not well, right. Called <laughs> Three Blind Mice. <laughs> so, Three, three blind, blind Mice. No, it's Three Blind Mice. Three Blind Mice. See how they run. See how they run. The farmer's wife. What did they do with the farmer? <laughs> <laughs> Who cut off their tail with a carving knife? Have you ever oh seen such a sight in your life as three blind mice? They're already blind and now she's cutting off their tails? They're blind and tailless. Why did children sing that song? It's terrifying. Why did they It probably has some like such deep demented meaning things. about like Nazis or something that we didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ride Home Podcast. My name is Abby. Hey, guys, it's Caitlin. We just got out of, by the way, go see a five o'clock movie sometime if you can. We went immediately after work, booked it to the theater, and getting out of the movies at seven o'clock with the whole rest of our evening ahead of us. We're new people. We were just in the theater seeing See How They Run, mm-hmm. which is a whodunit. Yes. And I'm just going to read the synopsis for this one because I don't think we're going to do spoilers for this episode no. because a whodunit, like the spoiler would ruin the entire purpose of a whodunit. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so we're going to stay off of the whodunit spoiler part and I'm going to read the synopsis directly from the internet so that I don't accidentally give anything away Perfect. while reading it. In 1950s London, plans for a movie version of a smash hit play come to an abrupt halt after a pivotal member of the crew is murdered. When a world-weary inspector and an eager rookie constable take on the case, they find themselves thrown into a puzzling whodunit with the glamorously sordid world of underground theater investigating the mysterious homicide at their own peril. That is quite the explanation. That's great. Wow. They did such a good job at that. Can we give an Oscar to whoever wrote that? <laughs> yes. For, for <laughs> the best synopsis, synopsis for Google? Yes. Wow, that was great. They really just wrapped the whole thing up. Yeah. Yeah. So the movie was directed by Tom George, who I looked briefly into his career before we went to the movie. And he's basically just done British TV. Okay. So this is kind of a... Uh, And that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So this is kind of just his debut, I guess. Okay. Um, His biggest release so far, for sure. And, And one of his only movies i think right most of his projects are television so as always coming out of the theater caitlin what are your first thoughts okay so i thought it was short and sweet oh my god it was a perfect time yeah it was a great length i think like an hour and 38 minutes yeah it felt very short and sweet um it was very British. Yeah. I felt. But uh-huh. now knowing that the director's done British TV, that actually makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I thought that at the humor was very good. It was British, but very good humor. And I love Saoirse Ronan. Always. She's so she precious. She is great. Yeah. In every way, shape, and form. It's actually really funny because like during the entire movie... 
every time she was on screen, I kept remembering how we used to have, like, Sersha on our short list of, like, names for, like, when we have kids. Uh-huh. And I'm always like, you know, it is still a great name, but could you imagine if we, like, two Americans were bopping around <laughs> with a kid named Sersha? Also, Sersha Mutchler. Like, that's <laughs> so much That would have been actual child abuse. Yeah, we... We, I'm so happy that we decided not that to have li- that. That name is off the list. I still love the name Sersha. It's a beautiful but it's just name. not for our child. We've really shortened down the, the choices for our names to very basic, like, one-syllable words. So this is... Which is probably best for Mutchler. <laughs> it's just probably best. best. <laughs> but I completely agree with you that she is incredible. And to be honest, I'm a little surprised that she... Agreed to this role because yeah. it's a little. It felt small for her. It felt small. Um, she is by far and away the best part of the movie, mm-hmm. but it still feels a little not to her caliber as we're used to seeing her. Right. But that does not mean that her performance is a lower caliber. Absolutely. She brings it just like she brings it in everything else that she does. Definitely. And I think one of the highlights of the movie was finding out just how funny she is mm-hmm. um the timing of all of her jokes are probably the best timed out of like any of the rest of the cast oh i think so too she was really really funny she was she was the funniest part of easily, the movie honestly easily. um she plays the eager rookie constable mm-hmm. who is helping sam rockwell's character and i don't know if you'll agree with me but his character, who's is a detective, Stoppard. Mm-hmm. He was one of the most boring, unlikable lead characters I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, and unfortunately, that is probably my biggest issue with the movie was that you have this shining star in mm-hmm. Saoirse Ronan. And then you have this other actor who is like an incredible actor. Like Sam Rockwell yeah. cleans up at like every award ceremony ever. Yeah, we like him. <laughs> so good. But for some reason, there was no arc to his character. There was mm. no depth to his character. He was. He was just like he the was drunk, the same bumbling yeah. guy. He was the same from like the first scene all the way to like the last five minutes, really. Mm-hmm. And. He never had any type of process or development that would bring him to his final five minutes. It just was like suddenly he's not a drunk bumbling mess and he's a good guy. (laughs) And he's like nice. You know what I mean? And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think having a detective lead who was that uninteresting really hindered the rest of the movie because, mm-hmm. you know, we have other detective movies where like Daniel Craig and Knives Out mm-hmm. or um, Kenneth Branagh from what's his series that he's in? The Agatha Christie ones. Yeah. But what's his name? What's the d- detective's oh, name? Perot. Yeah, Perot. Yeah. We're used to seeing a detective that kind of gives you a little bit of something yeah like they stand out in some way like they have like a trademark or they have yes. like something about them like characteristically that stands out or they're like obscenely smart like Sherlock Holmes right. or something like that and this detective was <laughs> basically like not that great of a detective a really shitty person mm-hmm. and 
his journey to solving the case and to becoming a better person, I guess, wasn't satisfying to watch no. at all. In a way, I wish that they almost had more of his character be like a like a Ron Swanson uh-huh. type where like, sure, he can be gruff and he can be like rough <laughs> mm-hmm. around the edges, but... Give him a little bit of comedy. Give him a little bit yeah, of Yeah, and I thought that's what they were trying to do. Uh-huh. Like, it was giving a little bit Ron Swanson. It was, like, kind of reminded me of my brother a little bit. Uh-huh. But, like, it there wasn't, like, a redeeming quality. Right. Like, that's the thing. It was, like, yeah, he's, like, gruff and, like, a dry. drunk and, like, a dry yeah. kind of a dude who just kind of, like, bums around. Yeah. But, like, there's, like, nothing about him that was, like, oh, but at least he's nice. Right. Or, oh, at least he's, like, doing the right thing. Right. It's, like, what is he doing? Like, what is he actually ever doing? Taking a nap and going to the bar. Yeah. Even though we were talking about the movie being short and sweet, I think it was the perfect length. It was almost like they left out a scene or two that would give us a little bit more information. Like there was one scene that you are in his apartment after he's like been drunk and you see that he makes puzzles Mm -hmm. and then they never touch that again. (laughs) No, never. No, they don't bring it up. They don't tell you why it's just him Sitting in a a little wood shop putting puzzles together. And I was just like, is this like a symbol that he's a detective and he puts the puzzle pieces together? Because that's obnoxious. Or is it like he, again, like he's Ron Swanson and he, like Ron Swanson (laughs) has a craftsman. Little like woodworking shop. Is it like that's like his hobby? Like, I I don't know. I guess. They really didn't. There were, I, now that you're saying that though, I kind of feel like that was the case for most of the characters in this movie. Yeah. There were a lot of pieces missing. Yes. And I honestly think that's why this movie was so short and sweet is because they really didn't have a whole lot of they character development into. at all. No. I think that, so Adrian Brody, who this is not a spoiler because it's in the trailer, is the murder victim. Correct. And he plays probably the most charismatic person after Saoirse Ronan mm-hmm. and which like where has he been <laughs> right I saw him was like Adrian Brody I like know. it was like a fever dream I was like where's he right? coming from I thought his character was was good and it, it fit the it fit the role really well yeah. and he played it really well and I think they gave him a little bit of depth. He's kind of like a hot shot Hollywood director that nobody really likes. And he has more of a backstory given to him than the rest of the characters. I thought that the screenwriter, who is a very obviously gay man, Mm -hmm. who has like a secret partner that he calls his nephew. He had a little bit more backstory. Right. Again, it was like... A hot shot writer, a hot shot director, a hot shot producer, a hot shot. They yeah. were all like, yeah. I'm hot shot. Like, right. And then Moaning Myrtle shows up as Agatha Christie. Moaning Myrtle <laughs> was Agatha Christie. <laughs> I mean, it was okay cast in the sense that they all gave good performances. There wasn't anybody yeah. in there that was like, oh, wow, they really phoned it in. No, that's the thing. Like, actually, all of the acting I thought was really good. Yeah. For what the writing was, I think the writing really was lacking, to be yeah. honest. It kind of felt like it was like an Agatha Christie movie about an Agatha Christie play trying to become an Agatha Christie movie. That's exactly what it is. And it was like, whoa. Like, there was this is too right. much so Agatha there was, Christie who'd done it. Right. So there was actually a part where I 
sat there in the theater and I was like, hold on a second. It's like a movie. It's like a movie within a movie, within a play, within a book, within a story, within a whatever. And it had better potential to utilize that, but it was almost too in your face to enjoy Mm -hmm. it. So there was this one part where two characters are talking about how hard it is to write a whodunit because every whodunit is always the same. Uh Uh-huh. And then at one point, the the director who's played by Adrian Brody was like, well, you know, tell it in flashbacks. And then the screenwriter was like, you can't do a flashback. That's so cheap. But the scene that they're in is a flashback. And so I think where Saoirse Ronan's character had some really authentic humor that was Mm -hmm. well-timed and well-scripted and well-acted, there was really gimmicky humor throughout that Mm -hmm. like you said it was an Agatha Christie book inside an Agatha Christie play inside of an Agatha Christie movie it was like a Russian doll yeah Agatha Christie (laughs) Russian doll of things and when it was too obvious it was too obvious Mm -hmm. and so I struggled a lot with the screenplay of this movie for sure I did too I'm a little bit surprised at at the uh ratings that we've seen Yeah. yeah I am too I mean I liked it yeah but like it was better than death on the nile oh for sure (laughs) (laughs) and what's funny is that like immediately in my head before we saw this movie like i think it was even yesterday i was like it's got to be better than death on the nile right right like it's enough champagne to fill the nile I really think that this movie had so much potential, especially given the cast that they were able to get. I mean, Adrian Brody, Sam Rockwell, Saoirse Ronan, like you're working with a a high caliber of of these are Oscar nominees. This isn't just like Gal Gadot on a boat. But for some reason, whether it was in the editing room or the screenplay, something was so missing that putting all of these puzzle pieces together for lack of a better mm, word mm-hmm. but um ching they didn't fit they didn't fit and there was a part where i was like wait are they just trying to make like the british clue <laughs> right <laughs> because it felt there was a lot of stylistic things about it i felt like directing wise even like set wise mm-hmm. that felt very clue like the 90s clue yes yeah yeah the 90s clue i agree there was some set design choices that actually i was i made a note in my phone in the movies because we had hashtag an empty movie theater which was amazing because we could actually put a couple notes in our phone but i actually loved the set design um it was very saturated Mm -hmm. um and colorful and busy which Mm -hmm. 90s movies had that look right you know where all of the scenes the background is it almost looks like a set like it looks Uh like a play yeah and so you bringing up clue that actually like some of the scenes like in the mansion of clue Mm -hmm. like especially um the screenwriter's apartment i thought was gorgeous yeah yeah, I um, did too. No, I'm not saying it in a bad way. Yeah. I'm saying like that was a cool thing that I thought yeah. about it. Like it was towards the end where I kind of realized what it reminded me of. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what it reminded me of. The set 
designed specifically. Yeah. And some of the costumes and just like you said, like the saturation and the colors yeah. and some of just the even like that like time period hair and makeup. Yeah. And like I don't know. Like it just felt very similar to that, which was cool because yeah, of course, who doesn't love the movie Clue? I kind of want to watch Clue again now that Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't we? I think there were also some really positive notes just about the cinematography in general. Mm -hmm. I thought that um, the framing of particularly the interview shots were really cool because uh -huh. they framed whoever the detectives were interviewing right in the center of the frame. Mm -hmm. And it felt much more like an interrogation than a conversation. Right. And it wasn't done in a forceful way. It, no. blended in with the environment and it created some really beautiful shots throughout mm -hmm. uh, just unfortunately like the depth wasn't there for it to justify having that good of a cast yeah <laughs> I, I'm really curious about how they how they specifically got those three that you mentioned uh -huh. like those are three heavy hitters. That must have been a, like a friend of a friend of a friend Had situation. To because this this movie was not the substance that those actors are used to. No. I mean, maybe they just wanted to have fun. And I mean, that's maybe true. Maybe one person signed on and was like, hey, like I'm doing this project. It's fun, you know, and, and picked up from there. Right. I think you'll agree with me, though, that there is a twist halfway through the movie that if they just stuck with that tone, mm -hmm. the movie would have been so much better. Yeah, because I agree. it starts gimmicky, and then you get this this small twist mm -hmm. at the, like right in the middle, basically, mm -hmm. and it kind of makes your like you like, like yeah. we got goosebumps, and it yeah. makes your skin crawl, and you're like, oh the my god, the tone shifted immediately. The tone shifted so fast, and I was like, oh, so. This is when it becomes uh -huh. like its own thing. And it's right. not just a standard whodunit. Right. Maybe within like 20 minutes was a regular old It was just like, okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> like literally it was just like, okay, never mind. Back to the same never thing. Never mind. We're not doing that. So I think if they had stuck with that tone mm -hmm. and really leaned into that and made the ending a little bit more original and different from every other whodunit that we've ever seen mm -hmm. it would have it had the potential to be great it really did but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't great it wasn't great but yeah. i don't think it was horrible no it was not horrible i definitely enjoyed it i think it was a really fun watch mm -hmm. i don't know it was like we almost got there and then it was like oops but it has to be an hour and a half yeah like, <laughs> yeah like i was like but this is a short one and which it was, unfortunately yeah. the time would have been perfect if they had just utilized it a little bit better, better. Mm -hmm. i also think that it's going to be hard for anybody seeing this movie when you find out who the killer is for you to be like, I knew it. Or like, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Right. And so I think that is an issue because usually when you're watching a whodunit, you like to try to put the pieces together, mm -hmm. but they never let you get to know the characters enough for you to make your own conclusions. Yeah. And so when you don't even have a single conclusion, you're not surprised by anything no. because you're just like, well, I guess it was them. Yeah, like I could have been sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. why not? <laughs> All righty. I think this movie is a perfectly fine watch. 
on a rainy Saturday night when mm-hmm. the kids are in bed and you're just like, hey, like, let's put on this movie and yeah, eat some popcorn. I completely agree. If you happen to fall asleep during it, that's not a big deal. I actually almost fell asleep during oh, it, no. to be honest. And you even, like, took a riddle and you were ready to go. I know. It was just, that like... doesn't bode well for our, our rating. Something for comforting, <laughs> I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Um, unfortunately for me, I am going to give this a small popcorn. I was I was teetering on a medium just because I loved Sersha's performance so much. Mm-hmm. I'll give her a large popcorn <laughs> yeah, always. Of course. She can... Have all the popcorn in the world. Sure. She can have a trough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'll pop her her own bag of popcorn. Yes. But it's overall, it's a small for me. Okay. It is going to be a medium for me. Okay. And partially because of Saoirse Ronan, partially because I love the set design and the feel of it so much. Yeah. Um, And there were just some bits of humor that I that I really enjoyed and mm-hmm. I thought was really sm- like quick-witted and smart and funny yeah so it's a medium for me but just like a plain old medium nothing crazy it's a simple old medium yeah yeah I probably will never watch this again <laughs> I was just about to say I don't think we'll ever just put no, this on, on I, not even Saturday as like night, a background like movie to be honest no I would much rather put on Knives Out oh yeah which by the way the sequel to Knives Out is apparently very good. Oh my god, I can't I'm wait. So excited for it. So can't wait! <laughs> Put it in the theaters now! <laughs> Caitlin just pushed the car and I swear it moved. <laughs> So we will actually be back in the theater this Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a poll on our Instagram for this week's episode. Obviously, see how they run one. But Pearl is also out. It's the prequel to X, which was one of our favorite horror movies of this year. Mm-hmm. So we will be seeing Pearl. And we're going to post just a quick video Instagram review like sure. we did for the Black Phone. Very excited also that it's going to be a trilogy interesting yeah so they just released the trailer for the third one i'm i couldn't be more excited about this trilogy i truly 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 enjoyed x and i can't wait for pearl seems like it's gonna be a solid little set of movies here (laughs) yeah so i'm very excited for that um the woman king is also getting incredible reviews so I don't think you need our review to go see it because it's like it's sitting at like a 99% right now on Rotten Tomatoes. So go see that this weekend or go see Pearl if you're a horror fan way before you buy a ticket to go see. Yeah, see how they you run. don't have to see that. Wait for that to, to stream. If mm-hmm. you're like really big into whodunits, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. But just wait for it to be in you your know. house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> All right, everybody. That does it for us. I hope you have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us on the ride home. Right